Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone, on this chilly day in Florida. It's 55 degrees out. It's a beautiful, beautiful day. Um, Great day, actually, for taking a walk on the beach as long as you're not a local resident who thinks it's frigid here. And when we're talking to my guest, he'll be saying things like, well, gee, I'm in Canada and there's tons of snow and I don't even want to know what the temperature is there because I'm sure it's the frigid north. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... Today we're going to be talking about something really, really fascinating, and I I love how timing seems to work with things. Yesterday I was talking to some friends who got down after spending a month up north in Connecticut, and they came down here and they weren't feeling well, having some respiratory stuff, and they said the number of people that they've reconnected with since they got down here have been complaining about respiratory and they were thinking it was mold-related or mildew-related because we've had so much rain down here in Florida, and we haven't had the sun that we normally get. This is normally the dry season. So mold and mildew and things like that are growing more than they usually do because we normally have colder snaps now, which enable things to die off. And with the amount of rain we had, that's the perfect incubator for bad things in the air and and on buildings and things like that. And my guest today is somebody that I met through... One of the other parts of the business that I do, which is I connect people and I help people grow their businesses and and do some different things. And my guest was connected to me by um, a friend, Sohel Khan, who is the guru of connecting people, of JV consulting and brokering. And he introduced me to Sean. And we've just developed this relationship and we're doing some really cool things together. But beyond that, I love how Sean is this entrepreneur who is taking his company global. Today we're going to talk about what that exactly means and learn some lessons on the positives and the negatives and the whole process of taking a company global. But what's so really cool to me is we're going to be talking about air. So stay tuned as we talk about all this. So Sean Patrick is the president and founder of Kickstick. Over 13 years of marketing, management, and business startup experience, his strengths lie in developing a strong profit increase through offline marketing, website promotion, search engine optimization, social media marketing, and sales. Getting a start in 2002 in his firm belief that the key to building long-term business relationships is in providing result-oriented services that bring a positive return on investment for clients, well, providing and increasing their health and safety. So please welcome Sean Patrick to the show. Thank you very kindly. So, Sean, you're... Happy to be here, Laura. I'm so glad you are here, and you're calling in from the frigid north. Yes, up here in Sudbury, Ontario, Canada, about four hours north of Toronto, which a lot of people from where you are know of. Yes, definitely know of Toronto, and I know a lot of people in Sudbury, Massachusetts, not Sudbury, Ontario, but I think that's just so funny how different parts of the world have the same names for towns. Yes, this is actually a mining capital of the globe up here. So there's Lots a- of ores and nickel and silvers, et cetera, in the ground and a lot of mining companies up here. How did you end up starting a company in Sudbury, Ontario? Well, 
I lived down in Toronto for a little over 10 years doing various startups in the companies. And I left in around 2007. I got a buyout from a company I started to start up my own company. And after two years, I moved back to my hometown, which is up here. Quickly realizing that I'm a little bit different after having 10 years of living in Toronto, I uh, reached out to some of my friends in different sectors of Canada and the States, and I came across a gentleman because I was looking to do business development with new business ideas, etc. on the side. And I found a gentleman that was moving out of the country. And this is when I first heard about this, an anti-slip product. So he didn't have rights on it. He didn't have anything. He just had some sample that I bought off him for a few thousand dollars so I could play around with this thing because I've always had a passion for health and safety just for myself and uh, people I've helped throughout my life. And this really resonated with me having, because I, I understand slips and falls happen everywhere. So where did you develop this uh, love, this passion for health and safety? Was it some event that happened in, in your life? Um, basically, in 1998, when I first moved down to Mississauga, which is just right beside Toronto, I got working with the world's, well, one of the world's largest pharmaceutical companies. And uh, part of the R&D department I was involved in, part of the sales, so I was able to travel all over the world, et cetera, and help do the computer software for all the events they're launching with different uh, drugs and things that they were making. But it was... I've already had the passion in me, but I noticed that I always looked for the natural solution to everything while working at a drug company, which is really weird. I would talk to every, all the scientists and tell me the flower or the root that this drug is derived from. And then I'd go on the internet and kind of search it out. And if it was a benefit to me, I would actually buy the natural product. As opposed to the drug with the company that you're yes. working for. Interesting. And it was okay. just, it's not that I was against it. It's just I wanted the natural stuff. Always. Okay, so so you went for the the natural stuff. You you had this love and this. It sounds like a intellectual journey, even more than anything else. You began to equate this whole pharmaceutical world with. Wait a minute, there was someplace else this came from. And uh, yes, from the source. I'm I'm always curious about getting to the root of the issue or the root, in this case, uh, of whatever made made the drug. Okay, so now you've left you've left corporate life. You've started a journey as an entrepreneur, and you found this guy who sounds like he didn't have a lot of big business experience since he didn't have patents. He didn't have all this other stuff on the products that he was Agreed. talking he to you about. So what I did is I found it, found out who claimed that they that they made the product, went around them, and got to the source. Again, the, the true source of the product. And did so they have he, all the patents and all the other stuff? He, on? They actually, they didn't. So what we did is we bought a whole bunch of product up here in Canada so that we had global sales and also we had global rights in various areas, not master rights. However, we were able to license and sell it. But what we found is when we first played with it, the product really didn't work on anything other than older-style ceramic bathtubs, all the new stuff's acrylic, and just a couple different tiles. 
So in various demonstrations that I went to at the very beginning, I, I kind of felt silly because this product didn't work. As said, so we took the next couple months and I guided uh, various contacts and friends of mine to play around with the product and combine it with different things, and just water, because it mixes only with water, with different ratios of water. And we came across and found a solution that works on everything. And it doesn't matter whether it's steel, wood, acrylic, epoxy, it doesn't matter what the surface is, it will stick to your hand, it does stick to everything. Okay, so and causes anti-slip properties to everything. So, looking at this entrepreneurial journey you had, when you realized you had sort of put all of your um, money into this one product to find out, wait, it doesn't really work on everything that's out there, even though they're claiming it does. Rather than give up on it, you said, "Wait a minute, let's go back to the root and figure out." if this is really true and how we can use it. Would that be a good yeah. assumption? It was quite quite disheartening. However, I really like to push through things and just I knew it was a viable kind of product and we just had to get it work. All right. There had to be a way to get it to work. So we're going to be going into our first commercial break and I have a question for you to ask you to pose something to the audience. When you were in that disheartened mode, what question was going through your mind? What do I need to do next? What's the next step I need to do? What's the next step you need to do? So instead of getting stuck and going... Instead of getting I, stuck, it's just curious on, okay, what's the next step? There's, there is a next step. There always is, but what is it? How do I find that next step? What if that next step was not what you wanted it to be? Well... With me, whenever I come to a wall, I always go right or left to find out if there's a door opening. I don't give up at the wall. Okay, so the next step might have been the wall, but then you went, all right, well, wait a minute, let me step back from the wall. And, and to tell you the truth in this, it took months. There was many walls that we hit. Many, many. But it's just, Kate, pick up your boots, guys. Let's try this. Let's try this. All right, so I'm going to pose to my listeners out there, what is your next step? If you're up against that wall, whatever it may be, whether it's a personal, a business issue, a health issue, I don't care what it is, it doesn't matter, you can tweet it out to at the Laura Stewart. What's your next step to help you move forward in some way? Sometimes it might be a sidestep or a step backwards, but what's your next step? We'll be right back after the commercial break with more from Sean Patrick sharing his entrepreneurial journey to create Kickstick. Sean, you and I have had yeah. a number of conversations, and we, we were just talking about your anti-slip product, which I think is really, really cool, and it's now been branded and launched into a product called Kickstick, and we're going to talk about that even uh, more because I, I just think it's so cool how anybody can spray it on the bottom of their shoes, and all of a sudden, they're not going to slip. It's very, very cool. I want to talk about bacteria. And mold. I mean, I live here in Florida. And for those of you listeners who are not that familiar with Florida, we have a lot of heat and a lot of humidity. And because of that, mold grows and bacteria grow, especially when we get into our rainy seasons. Now, for some people, that doesn't seem to bother them. For me personally, it's very deadly because I'm allergic to mold. You know, 
you have this other product line that you brought into your company. This is the entrepreneur you are, right? You, um, I don't have to, I'm preaching to the choir here, but <laughs> you have this focus on, on health and, and safety, and you recognize that there was something that needed to be done. And yes. what was I, that trigger for you? Well, I'm a very inquisitive individual, and I do ask a lot of questions on everything. Which is why you're the perfect guest on this show. <laughs> but uh, we signed the agreement on the anti-slip stuff down in Las Vegas. So we went down for a few days and seen some shows and et cetera, and we signed the agreement. Well, I went for some drinks at the Wynn Hotel that's there, and when I walked into the washroom, I noticed that all the urinals were masked off and everybody had what looked like hazmat suits on, and I just thought it wasn't so safe for me to be in the washroom at that time. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I walked out, and I'm looking around to, to try to find a manager, and sure enough, in about 20, 30 seconds later, me walking up down the halls, I run into somebody that works there. I said, excuse me, I really have to use the washroom. However, what's going on in here? So he tells me, well, a little story that the pee pads that, that uh, keep the odors down in the washroom, they all cost $5 per pee pad, and they have 1,000-plus washrooms between the Encore and the Wynn Hotel down in Vegas, the sister hotel. And I guess they replace them once a week, which adds up to a lot of money. And they found out about this product, and they're just doing their four-month test on it because there's still no odors in the washroom, and they're still using the same pee pads from four months ago. So, of course... I'm very curious, what is this product that can keep odors, germs, and mold and everything away for that long? And I find out there's a technology event going on down the road. So, of course, I ask whereabouts, and sure enough, finish my beer and take a walk across the street. When there, I met the gentleman that was at this event and told him I'm from Canada. We're a Canada-wide company. We have global extensions with different things, and... Um, hey, we, we're trying to launch a total health and safety solution firm because that has always been my passion. We have an anti-slip that keeps people, slows down their injuries and stuff from slips and falls and creates more traction everywhere. So now we have something that, and this is me talking to the gentleman, I'm looking for something that whatever people touch, be it their clothing or surfaces, et cetera, t- to reduce pathogens, bacteria, and he says, well, this is the product for you. So I got myself a few gallons and flew back to Sudbury later that day. And didn't I get off the plane and my business partner tells me there's a big mold outbreak in one of the mines that's up here. Can you take a look at it? Oh, I would imagine that could be deadly for the miners. Well, up here, I guess they were quoted with two different companies wanting to charge them upwards to ninety to a little over $100,000 to rebuild the men's and ladies' washroom at this place. So when I walked in there, I was directed to a long hallway. The gentleman left me and just told me to walk straight, which is weird because usually you're directed to the area you're going, but the, the guy didn't walk me down there. Well, I get halfway down this hallway and I have to put my shirt over my nose because it smells so bad. It's a mold outbreak. Now, on my side, I'm not a scientist. However, I know what a mold smells like, and it causes me asthmatic conditions similar to yourself, Laura. So I had my shirt over top of my nose, kept walking, seen the men's and ladies' washroom, met the lady. She asks me if I'm the the savior for them. (laughs) And I, well, I'm I'm not sure. You know, you're the very, I'm a pretty honest person. You're the very first person we're going to test this on. 
so uh, let's get to work. And sure enough, I just sprayed down all the mold. The mold was over a foot high on the other side of the wall. It was really... A foot high? I've never seen anything like it in my life. This... I guess it was behind the men's urinal, the pipe broke out, and everybody kept using the urinal, even though it wasn't in the pipe. It was just leaking, 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 and it created all that mold. Apparently, it was there for four or five months before I actually heard about it. Now, here we are two-plus years later. The company has now sold Health Canada, which is the company that was trying to shut them down until they fixed it, approved them to be, to be open and to sell, and our total cost was about, I think, 850 or $900, and I was in and out in 25 to 30 minutes. And it, it just killed the mold. I mean, you, you applied it, and did it happen immediately, or, or how, did, how does yes. that work? Basically, within a minute or two, providing we can cover the entire source of the problem. So, for instance, if I sprayed it in your car and I forgot to do your leather seats, well, if you sprayed perfume in yourself, in the vehicle, while that perfume's still in the seats, we couldn't cover that. So that smell would be there. But if we can cover the entire, entire problem or entire area, yes, it works quite well. All right. Now, it just sounds <laughs> it sounds too good to be true. I'm sure most of my listeners are, are saying, okay, well, why haven't we heard about products like this? Now, you've got this journey of taking your products global and getting it known and recognized. And it's, it's not an easy thing because every country has different regulations around products, right? And why would somebody want a product like this when they can go to Costco or Home Depot and get Lysol that's so readily available for everybody and is mass marketed, etc.? So you're you're up against branding and marketing? Yes, the big wig companies. It sort of makes me think of back in the 70s during the gas crises and stuff when you'd hear about people who made these car engines that would go 100 miles on a gallon of, of fuel or on alternate fuels, and you heard it, <laughs> yeah. and then it disappeared. And you know that they got bought by somebody, and it got put under wraps because, of course, that would not work well with the greed engines. Agreed. Yep. Okay. Very much agreed. All right, so your journey as an entrepreneur went like this, if I, if I get this right. You did corporate. You had this fascination for understanding the root as to why a product was being successful and the true health benefits of it. You started your own business. You, it seems like you just met these people, like you were in the flow and the right people came along to you. And I'm sure there's more to it than that, right? You, you were doing all these different things that got you to that point. Because it didn't just magically appear. I yes, I met uh, quite this number of different people that kickstarted everything up okay. here in uh, Canada. So when I first moved back to Sudbury, I met a whole bunch of different entrepreneurs and helped out a couple different people until something really tweaked and, and gained my interest. Which was that gentleman with the anti-slip. He was actually moving to Norway. So it was being... To just use this anti-slip product. All right, so it was being... Back to, sorry? We're, we're about to go into a, a news break, so I don't want to get us cut off. Um, what is was the most important thing for you at that moment when you met this guy that said to you, this is it? Basically, the word to me was, the time is now, came to me. Right. Do something with it. 
it just in your gut? It was like a somebody uh, kicked yes. you in the gut? I was fascinated with how it worked, and I'm a heavy researcher, so there's nothing else that I could find like it, how it was first spoken to me, and I just wanted wanted to go with it. All right. So to everyone listening out there, I want you to think about what's going on in your life right now, in your business right now. What is all around you? Is the time now to step out and take that risk? What is your gut telling you? Not your brain, all right? You've done all the research. What is your next move? What is the timing? We'll be right back after the news break with more from Sean Patrick talking about the journey and the questions he was asking and how you too can have the timing be now for you. Remember, the right questions can change your life. All you have to do is actually ask the question to the right person. We'll be right back with Sean Patrick. Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. I just love when I get to talk to amazing entrepreneurs with products that can totally change my life. And for those of you just joining us, um, on, we're talking to Sean Patrick, founder of uh, Canada Slip Solutions, Health Safety Canada, Kickstick, so many amazing, amazing products, but it's really all about health and safety. And we were just talking uh, about this really revolutionary product that <laughs> I don't know why not everybody has it in their house. And um, I just got some stuff myself. Uh, Sean and I can't wait to uh, put it on an area that I started seeing some mold growing. I mean, really, a foot high of mold, and you sprayed it on, and it was all gone. Basically, it takes some time because of the fact that we sealed off the ability of the, the mold to breathe. Okay, so it was a multi-step process. So how the product works is whatever it, it touches, whether you wash it in your clothes, whether you put it in the dryer and have it steamed on, whether you spray down and wash your bed sheets, if you spray it in your house on the walls, it's creating a microstatic, millions and millions of little spikes that are electrically charged that draw in pathogens, virals, odors, bacteria, you name it. And it comes in and it's physically killed. It, this product does not have the capability of creating a superbug that's in the news and media all the time. And the reason why is because our product kills everything physically by stabbing it with the spikes. Okay. Whereas Lysol and everything else is chemical reaction kill. And back from science class in high school, one chemical plus another chemical equals yet another chemical. I gotcha. I gotcha. So here's the thing you mentioned you're walking down the hallway and there's this horrible smell which is mold which induced asthma in you now yeah when i was first moving down here and i was looking at houses i would literally start to walk towards a house and tell the realtor i'm sorry i can't go in that house is mold and they're like oh no it doesn't have mold and i'd just look up and I'd go oh yeah right over there and right over there and right over there and do you smell that smell it's really horrible so it, mold isn't just on a surface, it's in the air as well. And so much of what we yeah. breathe in in our homes can harm us physically, right? Yes. 
And that brings us probably to the air quality product that we have. Yeah, which I'm, I'm just, everybody listening, the reason I'm having Sean on is because I've struggled with my health for a lot of years, and I'm always doing research trying to find out how can I help myself get better without taking more and more drugs, which don't do anything other than cause other problems for me. Not that drugs are not amazing because sometimes you do need them, but what can you do yourself to make a difference? And that's one of the reasons Sean came into my life. So this product for the air, I mean, this to me is mind-blowing. I have one of those blue lights in my air conditioning systems that supposedly help kill mold and and bacteria and stuff. And I, I spend $20 to $40 every few months to buy these filters that I put into my air conditioning unit. And I feel like I'm just constantly throwing money away. I'm not really sure it's doing anything. Well, we've done, and myself have done, a lot of research on air quality, on what um, micron levels, different pathogens, viruses, and mold and germs are. And I was on the lookout, and basically I have a golden retriever dog that sheds like crazy up here in my home, and I'm very, I love animals. However, I'm highly allergic to them. So I was curious as well to get uh, the air quality different. I have sprayed down the house. I got myself a little meter to test the air quality. But I was always at hovering between 800,000 to a million particle count in the air, which is really high. That's high. Okay, so what's usual? Well, we then, well, I then found, and we did sign a product from Europe that we got approved for Canada and uh, U.S., and this thing does not catch on fire. It does not emit smoke, so it's got some pretty neat qualities that way. And it's the thickness of a couple paper towels. And what I've done in my home is we put it on the vents in the home, the return vents. Yes, you can use it in your main furnace. Yes, you can use it in your air conditioner. However, just in my home, I've used it on the vents. So every vent in every room that's on the on the wall, I took off, cut it out with some scissors, taped it on the back, lasted a little over a year, and it took three weeks to bring the particle count with my tester from the 800 to a million down to under 40,000. In three weeks? Yes. And this is the return. So for anybody who's not familiar with how your air handling systems work in your home... The return is not where the cold air or the hot air comes out. It's where the room air goes in and then gets recirculated and warmed or cooled. Correct, Sean? Yes, that is correct. Okay. So three weeks, the numbers dropped. What happened after that? How did you feel? Well, I'll tell you, I could sleep a full night. I didn't get up at 4 a.m. wheezing because of my allergies and have to pop an Advil or try to eat garlic or et cetera, the different things I did. But uh, I could sleep a full night. And currently the house is at uh, it's between 28 to low 40s, thousands. Now, the interesting thing is we've had this product for a little over a year now, year and three months. And we've now gone to a few different homes that have very expensive HEPA filtration units. The reason they're so expensive is usually you need a new furnace because of how 
thick these filters are. They're good filters, very good. Just it, they're expensive because you have to do a big upgrade to your home for a system. Now these homes, there was three of them. They were between five hundred to six hundred thousand particles, and that's a HEPA. That's a very expensive HEPA home system. Well, we again went in. Total cost to them might have been five hundred dollars to go in, and we had cut it and we did all the work to install it into the home. And in that home, after three weeks, he's down to sixty thousand. Wow, with that's his main furnace and just with our product. That's a huge difference. And that's with you putting it in. This is the kind of products that people can just buy and put in themselves if they want, which lowers the cost tremendously as exactly. well. Exactly. So let's just say the average home might need anywhere between 20 to 30 square feet for all the returns in their home. All you'd have to do is physically take out a measuring tape and measure each return to get the square footage, multiply them all up, and you get a rough estimate whether you need 15 square feet or 20. Other larger homes might need 30 square feet, but then we just cut it by the sheet. It's very, very light, and then uh, just take the vent off, place it on the sheet, cut around it with scissors, and tape it on. How often do you have to change these? It really comes down to how dirty... Not is the air, but how dirty is the HVAC system in your home, all the, the piping. So in the, the ductwork, okay. Exactly. So if, depending on if that's really dirty, you may want to put it on for three to six months to clean up that, all that duct ducking. And then the next that you buy would last you a year and a half minimum. Okay, I'm sometimes changing my air filters every month or two because I notice odors and I, I notice I'm having breathing difficulties or my nose is running more. So that's amazing. That's just crazy. It's really neat how it works. All right. So and, and to think when you see it, this little, it looks like felt. How does this work? But there's a lot of technology built into it. It's not just a piece of cloth. You know, when, not I, got, at when all. I got my stuff from you just the other day and I, I opened the box and I go, oh, wow, I, I love this fabric. This would be like nice and cozy to wear. And then I went, there's got to be more to it than what I'm seeing. There's all this tech behind it. And everybody knows that I'm a total geek when it comes to tech. And I, I, love, I love all the in-depth research docs you sent me because I think it's absolutely fascinating. All well, right. I'm very happy to hear that. And those are available to anybody, all those research docs. Okay. And so anybody who's a, a data geek like me, we're going to be putting all this information up on the show website because I think these products are so amazing. They should be in everybody's homes. I I'm, I just think they're that good. Uh, Sean, can you just share your contact information? Because a couple of people have been asking me via email how they find out. We're going to put this information as well on the show site. Yeah, you can. anybody could email me at firstname Sean, S-E-A-N, dot Patrick, P-A-T-R-I-C-K, at health-safety-canada.ca. Okay, so, so that Sean. is Sean.Patrick at health-safety-canada.ca. Okay, and that health-safety-canada.ca is also a website they can go to find out about some of these products? Yes. That website, Health Safety Canada, health-safety-canada.ca, will launch you out to all three websites. Okay, so that from takes... From falls to the antimicrobial to the air quality. Okay. And I just wanted to add that with that air filter, because it's like a felt, you can cut it and put it into your vehicle. Because so many people spend so many times or so many hours driving their vehicle to work, 
not many people check the air quality of their vehicle. Yeah, I mean, how fact, often I don't know do you change the air filter in your car? I think it's like once every 30,000 miles or something like that, depending not, on the car. Not to mention, Laura, I've seen a big ad that uh, I won't name the car air filter manufacturer stating, but they did a big blitz up here in Canada that they had a 5-micron air filter for a car. Ours is zero decimal one. Wow. Okay, so I want to I want to know yeah. why it's not in every airplane, so that maybe we won't get off an airplane and be so sick we can't function when we get off a plane. I would imagine this would help that and the antibacterial too, just spraying it on all the inside of the airplanes. Yes, it would. Oh, that would be so cool! Wouldn't it be so nice not to travel, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> and get sick by the time you get off the plane. Okay, Sean, we're going to go into our last commercial break. I can't believe we're almost through the show already. There's so much great content. I'd like to challenge everybody to think about this. If you could get better in an all-natural way, if you could sleep better, would you? Because sometimes we really don't want to, even though we say we do. We'll be right back after the commercial break with more from Sean Patrick. Sean, you've had this journey that we've talked about, your entrepreneurial journey. And and now it's in a whole nother phase that a lot of my listeners who are thinking about starting businesses aren't that familiar with. You're actually taking one of your commercial products, the anti-slip product, and taking it global in a new way. And you're calling the product Kickstick, which I love, by the way, and everybody that's K-I-K Stick. This has been a, a journey of love and passion and frustration for you, correct? Not just on the packaging, yeah. but how to make a product that doesn't have to be mixed and give instructions in a way that anybody can just understand. What what made you decide to go to this kind of different product line, which is more retail consumer focused? And well, with my thinking, I'm always concerned and I've always been about, concerned rather about everybody. Yes, it's nice making money and everything else, but I'm trying and is really passionate about having all these products that could help everybody's health and safety. So I was at uh, one of the mines one day, well, sorry, one morning at 4 a.m., and I'm not really a morning person, so I was quite tired at this time, and we were anti-slipping a whole bunch of stairs at this mine site. Now, there's hundreds of buildings, and this one building had 60-so amount of stairs. We're doing three of them. And when I heard the price tag that this company, or the reseller of our product, was billing, I kind of shook my head because the company was all about money, money, money. Now, once we were done all the stairs and we were walking out, leaving, walking to the vehicle, and there was a corrugated steel ramp. Now, it's by this time, it's 6 a.m., still dark. It's November up in Canada, so it's pretty chilly. Steel, when it's cold, is slippery. And the two young guys that were with me, I guess, slid down. I was about 100 feet behind them. By the time I got to the ramp, I had a bunch of stuff in my arms, and they were yelling at me, Sean, Sean, watch out, it's slippery. So I comment back, guys, I got my foot on, on the ramp. It's not slippery. I only have my left foot on the ramp. This is the foot that I anti-slipped about three or four weeks ago. I only did one of my work boots. Well, I put my right foot on the ramp, and I almost do a header... <laughs> and drop everything, and then I realized, you're right, guys, it is very slippery. And then it, the idea came to me. Why don't we just do a product for the shoes? Because if we did everybody's shoes and boots, there's only 3,000 workers that work at all these mines. 
it won't cost the company that much money to do everybody's boots. Now they're, they're safe inside. They're safe walking up ladders, going to their trucks, walking through mud, walking on wet floors, instead of charging them the millions and millions of dollars there would be to do all the floors and stairs inside the building. Well, that sounds... So again, it's not about the money. It was about making a difference? Yes. Okay, so here's the first question that goes through my mind. How did you get down that ramp with one foot slippery and one foot not? I ended up walking around. I didn't want to chance it because I was carrying quite a, quite a bit of stuff. So once again, that goes back to what's your next step, not just figuratively in this particular situation, but literally. You needed, exactly. You need to go it's left or right around, around, <laughs> around the ramp. Okay, I got it. So what... The other thing that goes through my mind, Sean, is what every entrepreneur needs to be thinking about, or any person in life really needs to be thinking about, what's right in front of my face? You had this product and you were, what made you decide to do this on the bottom of your shoe? It's not something it sounds like you'd ever done before. Uh, no, I this wasn't the first time that I, that I did it. I actually treated a couple female friends that I have that went out dancing and commented how safer they felt when they're on the dance floor and people spilled drinks, etc. that it used to be slippery, that they felt safe and secure. So I, I did have a couple people that I did it to. I had a kind of a mentor of mine in business, that person that I talked to, not somebody who ever invested into anything with me, however, just a person that helped me out with questions asking me questions, giving me guidance, et cetera. And he and I both came up at the same time to come up with a simple process for everyone versus everything else. And I didn't really know at the point whether that was it until I experienced it for myself on the ramp. But you were aware enough to notice it. A lot of people yeah. wouldn't be aware of it, and that's what makes you such a successful entrepreneur is the awareness. Always having the open mind, always asking the questions. So this journey to get this product out there into the marketplace in a different way has taken you down some crazy roads with venture capital, with licensing people. What has that been like, and what's the question that stands out in your mind that's kept you going? Well, it has been kind of crazy and uh, dealing with different people all over the planet on this. I've always had faith and I do understand the amount of slips and falls that happen around the world. It doesn't matter the country, but the U.S., Canada, Europe, Africa, people slip and fall. It doesn't really matter where they are. But uh, the question that I guess I would always ask myself, again, is that what's the next step? I have faith in the fact it's going to work, but it's basically I had a different, couple different partners, not partners, rather, companies that wanted to work with me that I interviewed, one was, um, well, I'm not going to give names for everybody, but they were invention kind of companies that were contacting me, two of them from uh, the U.S. actually, that had great interest in it. So again, with me, my question was the next step as in who to take, who to choose to do this. So what I did is I found another company that could do a global analysis and license, trademark, copyright the package for me, and patent rather. And they gave me back a global analysis report that is quite favorable based on exactly what I've always thought. There's a need. People slip and fall everywhere. That's always what I believed. 
So you recognized that you didn't have all the knowledge that you needed to take this to the next level. You weren't even sure what the need necessarily was around the world, and you attracted those people through your research to get where you needed to go. Exactly. I I always tell everybody that I work with, well, Rome's not built by one or two people. We need people that can draw, people that can build, people that can do all these different things, and I'm just one guy that has some ideas and understands that, yes, I need help at all times. Okay, well, a last thought that you'd like to share with everybody? We've got about a minute. I guess it would be don't stop, don't give up on yourself. There's always that next step. Um, If the answer's not in front of you, just give it some time and it may come from people that you meet or circumstances that come your way. All right. That's absolutely brilliant. I love that. You know, look out there, be out there. And sometimes, according to Sean, you need to step back and wait and think and give it time to develop. If, if you're interested in any of the products that Sean has, you can reach out to Sean or just have any questions about his entrepreneurial journey because he's really fascinating to talk to. It's sean.patrick at health-safety-canada.ca. And I'll have all the links to Kickstick and some of the other products that are that he his company has uh, developed and licensed and is marketing if you're interested in having them in your house. And I'm about to spray this antibacterial, anti-mold product on an area I've got mold. Um, so stay tuned as I tell you what's been going on with that. And Sean, I want to thank you so much for being here with me today and just sharing your experiences with my audience. Thank you, Laura, and uh, thank you for everyone for listening. You know, there's so much that we can do ourselves to change our environments, not only physically, but health-wise. And I encourage everybody to look around your environment and say, what is my one next step that will make a difference for me in my health, in my life, in my business? If you're not sure what questions to be asking, you can reach out to me. I'm getting ready to start a mastermind group for anybody wanting to take their lives to the next level. And it's 100 days. So reach out to me at Laura at laurasteward.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening and keeping us a top podcast on iTunes. If you're listening to this on the podcast and, you know, you're not asking the right questions, go listen to some of my other shows. We've got some amazing, amazing guests. Thanks for listening, everybody. Remember, the right questions can change your life. So what are you asking today?